Welcome to episode 74 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, sir. How are you? Uh, yeah. Decent, David. Decent, David. I'm in, you know, I'm not to the stage I was episode 73, so some of our listeners are going to be happy. Some of our listeners are going to be disappointed. But, um, yeah. You, yeah, you seem very lucid. Yeah, um, like I said, I... The last three episodes, I think I've pre-potted with Masagave. Love the Masagave. It just doesn't like me. You know, it's like it's like you know going after that girl in high school, where you know you you got her candy, you got her roses. You know, you took her to the dance, and she went home with somebody else. You know, you you know they even named a movie, and she's just not that India. You know, and that's how I think how Masagave feels about me. It's like you know, so I we although. Liz and I were busy today, and we didn't make it to Pierce Road Bar and Grill. Otherwise, I probably would have been on the Masagave train yet again. It was just we weren't there, so I I wasn't on it. So, but um, but yeah, as uh, loyal listener Chuck McPeak, I, I'd like to introduce people by their Twitter names or whatever. But yeah. Chuck's not on Twitter, so I can't. Sure, we'll call him at Union Steward two four six eight. Chuck, you got to get a Twitter. At Union Steward two four six eight, um, you know he he said he started listening to it. And he said, "Yeah, this is another cry for help episode for Mike." <laughs> and I actually I actually kind of like that. It's just and it's always funny. It's when I'm on the road. I'm thinking either you when yeah. you're hosting at the South Studio, yep. and the other one was when we did uh, the YouTube at Mike's place. Oh yeah, I get just. <laughs> Right hooked by Mike Tyson, knocked into oblivion. So I'm thinking you guys might be slipping me Mickey's no. and hoping that you know <laughs> something's going to happen after no, the show or something. No. This but, is uh, uh, <laughs> this is uh, done by one Mike Peters. Oh yeah, self-inflicted, but it sure does make my knee feel better. <laughs> I bet you it does. Uh oh. Anyway, so let's get to the first tasting. I I I picked this one up simply because. The name of the beer is Day Wrecker. I'm assuming it, it it goes along the lines of like, hey, you know, drink during the day because this is almost a good random question before I introduce, you know, get into the specifics of Day Breck Day Wrecker would be a good random question. Would you prefer to drink evening or very late morning, early afternoon? Because if if some if there was a law that was going to be passed yeah. that said, hey, you can only drink. At night or during the day, and you're the one that's going to rule the decision, I'm voting for day drinking. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. If, if you tell me, like, hey, you go home after work, eat dinner, get a workout in, do whatever, and go to the bar, out to dinner, whatever, to drink at 9.30 at night, and you can drink till whenever. Yeah. Or on a day off, you get up, you go to a bar, find a game, and drink during the day, and you're passed out by 4.30. I'm all about the day drinking. See, I was going to say... Fuck, that's a good random question. I just blew my load. I just, you did. I just blew it earlier in 74. <laughs> but no, I was going to I was going to I was going to go opposed to that and say the evening, but I you know, you brought in some good detail about well, you, how many days off do you have though that you're going to sit around and like well, shit, I had I just had I just had 2 days off and you know, worked myself to the bone, oh, you know, around the oh, house and I always call it my Saturday. My Saturday is Sunday. And yeah. my Saturday is 
day drink. If I could start drinking at one o'clock every Sunday, it would be perfect. Yeah, well, I usually the pu- NFL season. I it? usually push it back a little bit because otherwise I wouldn't even make it to the start of the pod, much <laughs> less into the second tasting. But uh, anyway, so uh, day wrecker is Weyerbacher Brewing Company, ten percent sixty five IBUs. So at ten percent, I can see why it's uh, considered a day wrecker. And like I say, through seventy four episodes. I think the biggest takeaway from this pot is how I've learned to say brewing company in like in the last 10 episodes. It used to be such a tongue twister. All right. Matching hop slam glasses. Cheers. Cheers. Good notes. Wow. Tangy. Ah. There's almost a, dare I say, bourbon taste to it. Not bourbon, but it's a strong, I mean. Yeah. It, we'd have to look and see what actual hops were in there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's. Uh, and it says it's an extra American ale. So it's an EAA. But, hmm. Yeah, again. Fact checking. Yeah, fact checking proper research would have. But yeah, that, puzzled, puzzled that, by the. I know. I at first I'm like, you're crazy, bourbon barrel, that's dumb. But no, I you know on the on the finishing, uh, on the finish, it 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 it's it's just a really strong hot flavor, but not to the point you get bitter beer face. Right. But I can see where it got its title because this would be a day wrecker. I if you, know, you, you bust get the, if you bust into this. Uh, yeah, you get some fruity notes on the on the on the front part. Yeah. So, um, interesting. I like it so far. Yeah. yeah it's good flavor. It just was not what I was expecting with all the, uh, hops on the can. I was expecting more because I don't get as much IPA flavor as I was expecting with all the hops on the can. And this is where Brian Adams, loyal listener, Brian Adams keeps hitting the 15 seconds ahead button. Cause he's a Bud Light Bush Light drinker. Oh yeah, I gotcha. And he doesn't give he says, I don't give a fuck what you guys think about the beer, so just get to the top. But hey, it, it, teach his own. I mean, hey, as long as you're as every, long as you're listening. Yep. Everybody gets what they want to get out of this, right? Yes. Well we're a full service podcast. Exactly. We, you know, we please all. Um did you see the preakness yesterday? I did not. Of course um, I didn't. I tell you what Grandpa Blackhawk texted me and said, hey, who you got? I said, well, you know, fuck it. Give me the redemption horse. You know, the cheater. Medina Spirit. Yeah. Sure. Um, who actually is now being credited to the last I checked is actually going to be credited with the Kentucky Derby win. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, I do remember that. And Medina Spirit was winning the race, the Preakness for most of the race. And then... Um, Rombauer came out of nowhere. I mean, it was crazy how it, some it looked like it was. It looked like it was a two horse race, Medina Spirit and Midnight Bourbon. You know, coming down in the final stretch, and it's a two horse race. Medina Spirit's like half a length ahead, and then all of a sudden, Rombauer. I mean, it literally looked like that horse was shot out of a cannon and came around and actually won the race going away. It was just you know, so it was like. You know, and then, you know, me. I've seen a couple runners, just to, not to yep, wreck ahead. your train of thought. I've seen a couple runners, if everybody knows what a 400 meter, you know, once around the track, 
400 meter race. Uh, I've seen some kids where they kind of dog the first 200, and then somehow, I, I, now right. that you're mentioning this, you know, it's almost like the gun goes off, and they're really maybe a 200 meter kid. The gun goes off in their head at the 200 meter mark. And they, you know, they start to, you know, they get in lane two, lane three, whatever they need to. They start passing people around the corner. And as soon as they hit the, the straightaway, it's like, boom, they're gone. Right. I mean, they, and so maybe, you know, they're not, they're not, their legs aren't cramped up enough at 200 meters where, you know, the, the kids or the, the runners that went out fast, you know, they're already starting to get the, right. the tree trunk legs and the, and the stiffness. Uh, maybe those kids that wait. You know, kind of in their minds, at least they got that confidence to shoot themselves in uh, out of a slingshot on that last hundred, kind of like you were saying yeah. that horse did. There's yeah, something like that. Because I mean, it was, I mean, because I'm watching, and I I had no money on this race, but I just wanted to, you know, stick it to Grandpa Blackhawks. <laughs> I fucking told you, dude, I, I was right. Because actually, sometimes just being right is actually worth more than actually winning money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, only in my warped mind, probably, but, it, you know, just like, hey, I told you, and, you know, and, and Medina Spirit is winning, 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 and then I'm thinking, you know, the Midnight Bourbon, it, neck and neck, and then literally on the outside, this fucking horse just comes out of nowhere, like, Screaming. and so, That's now, a pretty good sound effect. Thank you. Um, now, neither one of us are in the industry, so we're both going to be talking at her ass, which is a trick in and of itself, but... I think uh, Jim Carrey did that in yes, one of his movies. Yes, he did, yes. Um, <laughs> Ace Ventura? Yeah. Okay. Um, who do you credit more, jockey or horse? Boy. It's or, t- or is the jockey, like I say, the uh, maestro of an orchestra? Because I, I still, I have no musical, I don't even know the difference between a bass guitar and a, and a lead guitar. Okay. I, I barely know the drif- difference between lead vocals and drums. I have no musical ear. <laughs> okay. So Lead vocals and drums, but okay. I, for one, could even, even by all my years of going to church, which I haven't done since COVID started, I'm kind of, you know, I, I might change it. That might be a New Year's resolution for me in next year or something. Um, but the choir leader? Yeah. That person's doing nothing because there isn't one person in the choir even looking at that person. And if we were on like a YouTube stream right now, you'd see me moving my arms up and down. The only thing that they know of is when they that leader goes, "Right, that means stop." I I'm not even in the choir, and I know that that means stop. Okay, but what about a conductor of a band, an orchestra? I don't think you don't they think do, they're doing no, anything because the, you know, especially the you know. Like the Ohio State's marching band, the guy that's banging on the drum, you know that thing. It's got to weigh something. He's carrying that around, thinking the no. He ain't fucking looking up at that guy in that little thing fifty yards away from him. He says, "I got to go dot the eyes." I'm like, "God damn it!" You know. So um, that was for you at Fishman, ain't little Buckeye right? Oh, um, yeah. So he said, "Now if he's on cue. He would have said he would have finished that Ohio chant." But anyway. Um, that works much better live than it does on the phone. On a, on a, on a little dead air there. That's okay. <laughs> like, all right, Mike, moving on. All right, but uh, yes, I, I think there's more value to a jockey than the maestro, but I still say it's the horse. 
If your horse ain't going to run, it doesn't matter how hard you whip that thing. I, I wouldn't. I would have to say no. I'd have to disagree. I think the jockey has to. I think you're right. It's more like a conductor of an orchestra. The jockey has to know what the horse is capable of, where they're at, um, if they've ridden the horse enough. I would imagine, um, you know, that they would be able to, like, you know, this horse is this horse is just being stubborn, you know, or, you know, I know this horse has got more in him and know how to coax it out of him. Maybe there's some horses, um, you know, it's just like people. Some horses, you know, need to get the whatever that whipping tool is, you know, on the ass. And that's what motivates them. Sometimes it's maybe it's something else with the way the jockey, you know, something with the reins. I I have no idea. I'm not a jockey. I'm just saying. um, So what what are you saying? And I'm not being smart. I'm saying like if you had to pick, is it more jockey than horse or more horse than jockey? Oh, you didn't give me the option of uh, a combination of. Oh, no. Obviously, they work hand in hand. They're both. Jockey. Jockey. I'm going with jockey. I I think it's the horse. I mean, you, you put the greatest jockey. You put the greatest jockey on an old mare that's broken down. Mare is a horse, right? Well, no, we're not putting a mare in the Preakness. No, but a mare is a horse, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to extremes as I'm prone to do. Okay. You put the world's best jockey on a mare. No. And you put me on the world's greatest thoroughbred. I bet you I have a better, I mean, I'm fucking holding on for dear life and I just hope that fucking horse runs fast. And I may end up getting killed in the process, but I think me on the world's greatest thoroughbred has a better shot of winning than the world's greatest jockey on a broken down old mare. You don't think the horse is going to look around and go, you know, notice like, what the hell is this thing doing here? I'm supposed to race this. I don't, we're not racing. And who the hell is on my back? But he's still we're not gonna, racing. He's still this joker's that, on my back, and I'm supposed to be racing this. I'm not doing jack shit. That's what I said. I, you know, that, that horse is going to just sit a, there in the stall and go. This a, is not worth my time. Are it's you, the chicken. Are you kidding me? It's the chicken and the egg theory. I'm going to, and again, they work hand in hand. They're both important. But yeah. if, I, I, I'm going to tip the scales of justice. Fifty-one yeah. forty-nine in favor of the horse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you've got, I mean, breeding. I don't like again. You're bringing or steroids. I, I didn't like Bob Baffert's oh, been yeah. known to do. Sure, allegedly. Allegedly, you know. Well, allegedly, we don't have the facts here on flight football and anything else. But allegedly, <laughs> although his horse was cleared and was able to race in the Preakness, sure. his third. So, sure. um. Anyway, listeners, let us know what you think. Horse jockey, talk to me. I think it's the horse. Yeah. If you don't, you don't have the the greatest. Co- Sparky Anderson was a great manager. When he had the fucking players. When he didn't have the players, he lost games. Yeah. So, got to have the horses, literally. Um, NHL playoffs started. First three games. I I think now that fans are back, there was 9,000 people in Las Vegas today. Not a a sellout by any means, but fans are fans. Enough to... Yeah, exactly. And NHL playoffs... Folks, I know if you don't listen, you don't watch the NFL, NFL, everybody watching NFL, the NHL, but you owe it to yourself to watch the playoffs. In person is far better than on television, but even on television, the NHL playoff, yeah, NHL playoffs, NFL, I've got NFL on the brain here. I love the NFL, NFL junkie. NHL playoffs right? rival almost any sporting event because of the... Tenacity, and tenacity, the, the, the intensity, and, 
the first three games of the playoffs, all overtime games. Islanders, Islanders beat the Penguins today. Uh, Minnesota beat Vegas one to nothing. And last night, the Capitals beat the Bruins three to two. All three games in overtime. So I mean, exciting, close, fantastic. Love the NHL. And speaking of intensity, I never, I never uh, went back and found out what uh, consequences, penalties uh, came of that uh, that fight they had at the NHL game. Uh, that was a week ago. Capitals, Capitals, Rangers. and Rangers. Uh, Tom Wilson was fined five thousand dollars. Okay, and then subsequently, the Rangers ripped uh, George Peros, the uh, the NHL player safety guy, for only instituting a five thousand dollar penalty and or penalty fine. And the two Rangers were subsequently fired by the New York Ranger owner. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so. The guy is, I don't did we talk about this last week or not? You know, the episode 73 is a little bit of a fog, fog for you. Yeah, fog for me. Did we talk about the Rangers Capitals? No. Because. Um, and if we did, it must be a fog for me too. Because uh, Wilson is, I mean, he's been fined or suspended like a gazillion times. Right. So now anything he does is going to be scrutinized. Yeah. But even the you know even the guys in Spit and Chicklets on last Tuesday's episodes, which by the way, back to back episodes, nice, listen to it. So yeah, I, I got I over that. Yeah, I got I over that OCD. Cured. So um, and uh, they were even saying like, hey, you know, when he tossed that one guy, the other guy jumped on his back, and he did what any he, human's gonna do right. when somebody jumps on your back, yeah. and it's not his fault. He was so much bigger than the guy that he threw up. You know, so. But yeah, so you got a five thousand dollar fine, and in um, and Bob's your uncle, exactly. So, and oh, the other thing, and at the Fishman H going to be proud of me for doing my research. I, I text him, and I say, "Why in the fuck is the, the North Division, which are the Canadian teams, yeah, which I don't even think Canada is allowed fans <laughs> at their games yet." Okay, no, maybe not. But we were—I think we started to talk this about this a little bit last. And week. then, but like now, the playoffs have started. I just, we right. just talked about that, right? Well, today's Sunday. Yesterday, Vancouver played Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Not a playoff game, right? And Vancouver and Calgary will play three straight games, not on consecutive nights. But I'm like, no fans. Nothing at stake. They're, why in the fuck? You know, why are they playing these games? <laughs> right. And you know, and, and at the Fishman A brought up a good point. He says, "Well, you know, hey, if you got something in your contract, if you get thirty goals and you get a million dollars, you're gonna." Want, but number one, that's not gonna be up to the players, right? And TV I, I contracts thought, in in Canada? No, no. And again, it's not even to appease the fans because I think Canada has not even allowed fans at the games yet. Right. So, so do you have to make sure the games get out on television or cable, nope. you know, in order to appease those fans? No, and I'm and because of my due diligence at the behest of at the Fishman Eight, because he always rips us for not even looking into shit. Because he's the well, if you guys want to be a successful podcast, can't you even fucking research anything? And it's like I researched it, and the reason he's got these, a day job, damn it. <laughs> these research, the reason these are these games are being played, 
is for draft seating. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's like, so like if Van, if Vancouver were to beat Calgary three straight times, Vancouver's going to either go up or down in the draft standings. So that's why they have to play these three games. But right. the mind-boggling thing was, yesterday, Vancouver beat Edmonton four to one. I'm thinking, well, yeah, I mean. I think they called you and I to participate in that game on Edmonton's behalf because Edmonton's in the playoff versus Winnipeg. So right. why would it? Right. But why then I they... looked at the box score, and Connor McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl played like 16 and a half minutes. Now, that's low for them, but why would those two play 16 and a half minutes in front of no fans in an absolutely meaningless game? That's the biggest question because that's just like, because if Mc, Mc, Connor McDavid gets hurt, Edmonton right. is donezo. They're out. Right, right. I don't know if they have a chance to win it anyway, but without him, they're donezo. So why would he play 16 minutes in a game that meant literally absolutely nothing? Yeah. So Unless he hates somebody so bad on the other team, he wanted to you know, throw them into the boards a few times. That could be. But he's not a, he's not a physical player, so I doubt that was it. But yeah. hey, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, no idea. I can't help you on that one. So uh, what else? Uh, wasn't there a golf outing this weekend? I don't know who wanted uh, it. Smith was in contention. Um, a uh, Korean gentleman, K. Uh, oh, KJ Choi. Nope. Um, he is a golfer, though, right? I believe he is. Yeah. He okay. was. Yeah. He might even be. He's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll he have might, to fact check that he one. Might even be retired. Yeah, that could be. Um, mm, Kim, K. H. Kim. Sure. So. I'm looking it up. All right. Well, while you're looking it up, uh, oh, we never speak of the NBA on this pod. While you're looking golf up, I'm going to bring up the NBA. Yeah. Because, and I'm going to pull something up on my phone, and I know our non-sports listeners are getting really frustrated with this part of the pod, but to K.H. Lee. K.H. Lee. Yep. Wins a rainy Byron Nelson. Oh, he won it then. Okay. Yep, he won it, and apparently he earns uh, earns a PGA spot, so good thing. Good All for right. him. Kudos, Mr. Lee. Um, but yes, on this podcast, our listeners know we... we rarely. Meaning I rarely give any NBA insight. But you know what? Yeah. I've got to turn the other cheek, Dave. Okay. I'm going to be be the bigger man. Just live and let live, forgive and forget. You're turning pages, Mike. I'm so I know, proud you of know, you. I just, you know, it, life's too short to hold grudges. Right, there you, you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking into it, and I'm thinking, all right, because it's a shortened season because of the COVID, whatever, whatever, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, and all year long, the the plan game, the plan game, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Because I don't follow the so I don't give a fuck, right? Right. But, you know, since this new leaf I've turned, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, what is this fucking playoff scenario? And I, you know what? I actually <laughs> fucking like this playoff all right. Even in non-COVID, like for instance, all right, I'm you know I'm just going to do the Eastern Conference because you know our pods are like almost five hours long now. Anyway, so if I get into both conferences, this could be like yeah. a nine-hour podcast. But like, all right, game one is the number eight Charlotte Hornets at the number seven Boston Celtics. The winner is the number seven seed in the playoffs. The loser moves into the plan. Game two is the ten Indiana Pacers at the nine Washington Wizards. The winner moves on. In the play-in, and the loser is eliminated. So the the game three would be the win- Wizards Pacers winners. Oh, that's a tongue twister. The Wizards Pacers winner at the Celtics 
Hornets loser in the winner of that game is the eighth seed in the playoffs. I actually, I mean, I know this isn't something new. This is something they decided before this right. season started, right. whatever, whatever. But because we never paid any attention to the NBA sure. because of my stubbornness and just hatred. But again, my Zen moment, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check into this. I actually love that aspect of getting into the playoffs. Like, hey, yeah. prove your metal and Better get in. Earn it's it. like that. It, it's like bait. a lot of like the purists don't really like the uh, the wild card in the in the NFL in the no the oh. uh, major league baseball where it's like you know you play a two out of three oh. just basically to get right. in. And I actually love this plan. And my hope is that tonight the Lakers lose. Have to go into the playoff game. They lose, and then they go into the playoff, and they lose to Memphis, and the Lakers miss the playoffs. That is my dream scenario <laughs> of the playoffs. But anyway, that's more basketball in episode seventy-four of Flights Football and anything else than we have probably discussed in the last fifty episodes combined. And if I said the NFL again, I'm going to punch myself in the face. I met the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> you want I, the NFL back? I do. So I do. Bad, yeah. Because yeah. hey, Justin Fields, maybe. <laughs> Although he's not going to be our starting quarterback, and I commend that decision. We start with the red rifle, and I would give the red rifle a longer leash than I'm sure Nagy's going to. I mean, the first incompletion, somebody's going to boo in Chicago, and Nagy's going to say, "All right, Fields, you're in," <laughs> because he knows his job's on the line. I would give the red rifle, yeah, a little bit longer leash. Yep. But anyway, yeah. What do you say we rate day record, David? Let's do it. You are first. This is quite the conundrum. Whew. I'm gonna I'm going to give it a two eight four. And my reason is. I like it enough that it should be in the threes, but it is different enough where I don't know if I I can rate it into the threes like most of our IPAs, because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's so different. But I can't go lower than two eight four because it's drinkable. I mean, it, I literally see how it would wreck your day after <laughs> after two two pints of these. Well, if you love it, it's going to wreck your day. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you crack this and you think this is, you know, if you bought a if you bought a four, because it probably comes in a four. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bought a four pack of this, it might wreck your day because you if you hate it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> the price. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I'm going two eight four. I mean. Yeah, should be higher, but I can't because it was so different. I I rated it. I had mine written down uh, before yours, so I wouldn't be influenced. I had a three point one five because of what I said at the beginning. It did not change uh, through the tasting. Um, I got the fruity notes. I got you know kind of a standard IPA flavor, and then at the end, it kind of kicked you like you said with whatever. I don't know. You described it as a bourbon barrel taste. It certainly didn't. It didn't seem that to me, but it was something similar. It was a good. Right. It was a good hoppy punch um, on the finish. So um, again, like you said, it's very different than some things that we've had in recent memory. But uh, I thought it was worthy of a three, at least a, a smidge above three point. 
Um, all right, our fine folks at Untapped. We should reach out to them for a sponsorship. Um, only 4,013 4, check-ins. They liked it, but again, 10% Untapped typically likes the higher alcohol a lot better. Um, Untapped came in at 3.72. What? So, I mean, they were six, almost six cents higher than you, and they damn near beat me by a whole point. But, um... Hmm. Well, the alcohol content. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, uh, in closing, uh, I would continue... I'll continue to drink. I'll finish mine. And if I go over to one of our listeners' house, and they have Day Wrecker, yeah. and say, hey, do you want a beer of my own? What do you got? Day Wrecker. Yeah, sure. I didn't. I don't dislike it. It's just it's weird. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, hopefully our second selection isn't quite as weird. Second selection, and I was all excited about it because if you look at the can, it's not. Imp- it's it not very it jump very, out at yeah, you. Yeah, very unimpressive. I mean, you really got to look for any de- uh, details. I mean, it looks like there's cars there heading into the light at the end of end of the tunnel, so to speak. And the name of the beer is Accident in Hubbard's Cave. So I'm intrigued. Me too. And I'm like, all right, there's got to be something to that. So I Google Accident in Hubbard's Cave thing. It's like maybe like somebody fought their way out of a satanic ritual and, you know. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. You know, got mm-hmm. out yep. of, you know. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. But no such luck. I mean, it's basically, I, I guess because it's by... Hubbard's Cave Microbrewery in Niles, Illinois. I'm guessing the name of the beer is basically they stumbled upon this recipe and one of the beer brewmasters said, hmm. Not bad. Yeah, this isn't bad. Let's put that in the can. So, yeah, but I, I, I think the satanic ritual escape sure. would have been much more exciting. Yeah, we'll go with that. Why not? But uh, the vitals on it? Dwarfs the day record, which was ten percent. This is a twelve percenter, the infamous NA, and it's a uh, it's a stout, right? Yep, imperial stout. Yep, imperial stout. So it's probably going to be motor oil. So let's get let's get the, let's get it started now. Oh yeah, she's dark. Wow. I, w- I would I would rate that up there with some of the thicker. Yes, there, I mean there's. Chocolatey on the notes. Cheers. Cheers. See good. now, to me, that's at twelve percent. Good. good. That's smooth. Well, smoother is probably a bit of a stretch, but that, to me, that's smoother than Day Racker. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying a second taste. Yeah, this is this is written almost almost do I say like dessert like? Oh, you can say dessert like. And uh, we mentioned uh, the first tasting, and hey, we leave no stone unturned. The, our first beer, the day record, I said was an extra American ale. Simply put, the beer is a twist on the traditional. 
American Pale Ale and falls somewhere between a Pale Ale and an India Pale Ale, IKA IPA, in terms of hops, bitter, hop bitterness, aroma, and profile, as well as well as alcohol content. So there, there, there you go. That's what an extra American. So that's why you said it was weird because it was kind of like yeah, it wasn't a Budweiser. But it wasn't a it wasn't an IPA either. But the high alcohol content gave it an extra yeah a, l- a little a little zip a little uh, here I am stuck in the middle with you who you sings little... that who sings that song oh shit uh, um I'm not gonna think uh, of it right now yeah, trying too yeah, hard all right so um all right God this this was a very pleasant accident in Hubbard's Cave after two drinks. It's got a little, I mean, obviously with the 12%. Oh, yeah, it's going to buckle your knees by night's end. I think, actually, if this were down to like 7.5-ish, 8%, I mean, you would, this would literally be some kind of dessert beverage. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'd serve it at high school proms. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, so where where we go? Where do we go from? <laughs> what is with the singing tonight? Well, because I, I had, uh, I, I'm debating on what aspect we're going to go with. You know what? I'm gonna let's turn it into a. What do you think, Dave? All right. All right. I'll turn my hat around. Now, here, here we go. Rally cap. All right. Now, Love's Furniture has go, been going out of business for like what seems like forever. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. All you know. Also, in an unrelated to Love's Furniture, but related to the What do you think, Dave? Question. Almost everywhere you go, people are looking for workers because, you know, as we've talked, you know, when the government just, I mean, when you can make more money not working, why would you work? Really? I mean, that's common sense. Sure. Right? Yeah. All right. So, um, here's, here's the, what do you think, Dave? Why would someone hold a love's liquidity sale on a street corner? And again, let me, let me put. Fourth, I'm not knocking people down on their luck. Okay. You got to do what you got to do to get by. Yep. But holding that sign on the corner, um, you know, I I think it would be less embarrassing for me to go give Hummers to Hobos at Curry's <laughs> Motel than to stand on the corner with that liquid. So now, is it, are, are, are these people just like, does love say, hey, look, we'll give you 50 bucks. We need you to stand on this particular busy corner from two to four and <laughs> stop it, Dave. You know, we need you to stand on this corner from two to four and we'll give you 50 bucks. And all they need, they, they want to go get their Mickey 4.0 and their uh, pack of Camel No Filters. Shout out to Yummy on that one. <laughs> and they call it a day because there is better work available to people because everywhere you go it's like help wanted oh yeah uh, now hiring help wanted now hiring now and yet you're going to stand on a corner with a sign and you can be as active or as right. dormant as you want with that sign right but it's like what are they you know what's the mindset of that person or how much could they possibly making so what do you think dave what, what what's up with the people holding this well the, first the of sign? all full disclosure because i mean I, I get asked these questions Randomly, 
It's, they're almost like random questions. I don't. You bring them up, and I got to come up with something off the top. Well, that's of my what head. do you think, Dave? Yeah, for sure. So there, there ain't no right, number one. There ain't no one. scripting involved Hell in flights, no. football, and anything else. No, not with. We're too busy for that. Not, not with day jobs. <laughs> uh, okay, so number one, uh, and I think a lot of people would agree, it's it's easy. I mean, there's a there's a shitload of lazy people out there that all I got to do is stand in this corner with this sign and you're going to give me money? Fuck, give me the sign. Right? Number one. Okay, uh, no, now wait, now. Your point, counterpoint to Jane, you ignorant slut from the old Saturday Night Live skit. Yep. Agreed, 100%. But again, it's less embarrassing to give a hobo a Hummer at Curry's Motel for the same 50 bucks. But that's how lazy... Do you know how much work people would have to put in to do that at Curry's Motel relative to standing on a corner with it? I'll be embarrassed. Hell, that's, I just got to stand there. I'm not going to have to get down on my knees and actually, like, move any parts of my body. Well, I guess depending on how quick the hobo goes. I mean, it's like, I, I fair enough. But that's, that's, to me, that's humiliating. That's, I know, I know to you, but you are not these people. I'm, I'm telling you. That's point number one. I work with a lot of these people. Proceed. Number two, actually, I actually believe this. This is not some kind of like weird, uh, 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 like, like conspiracy type. This is I'm not. I think people actually think that they might get a commercial, you know, made after them or get a spot on a commercial like the Progressive Kid. Oh, wait, so the, the, um, yeah. If I stand yeah, on this okay, corner, well. you know, and I, maybe someone will take some pictures or YouTube right. videos of me, and I'll be famous, and maybe I'll get a commercial someday right. for Progressive. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess I, I'd like to say, Dave, what a fucking dumb answer that is, but unfortunately, you're probably right. There are probably <laughs> just there saying, are probably people that you know dumb. damn well. There's people out there that are like, well, I don't have to do much. They're going to give me fifty bucks, and hell, I might be famous someday. Twirl it, don't you twirl know, it. Stand there and look down, <laughs> humiliated. You know, all right, fair enough. Yeah, and some people, answer number three, maybe some people are so lonely. Look at all the people that are honking their horns and waving and, hey, yeah, all right, you keep going, twirl that sign. Well, I, I doubt it. I look don't. at all my friends at this intersection. <laughs> all right, I mean, I just, now, again, when, when things are tougher, and everywhere you go, nope, don't need any, don't need any help, don't need any help. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would like to know if Tim Hortons, because now, now I'm wondering if it's a COVID-related decision or a business decision, because I view to- Tim Hortons as my office. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I do purchase something. I'm not just a total... Scat, and I don't even use their Wi-Fi. I get them my VPN, okay. so it's not like I'm using their Wi-Fi. And I do purchase either a, a hot coffee or a large iced coffee. Right. But I mean, let's face it, Tim Hortons ain't fucking making bank on my two six <laughs> in my two eighty five. Right. But in this area, Midland, in the one, two, three, four stores in Saginaw, none of the dining rooms are open. So, and so thus have closed my office away from my office. And it's either because because of or a combination of the fact that, A, they can't get anybody to work. Right. So therefore, don't have the people to wait the inside and then clean the inside, yada, yada, yada. Or, I don't know if you've 
how like in peak coffee donut right. lunch hours, you've gone by Tim Hortons and seen nineteen cars in line. Yeah, maybe the maybe the person calling the shots at Tim Hortons is like, well, we're not losing. Do any we business. do we really need that Peter's fucking character? It's two dollars to sit in our lobby and right. do all his office work. Yeah, you know so. But, On top of that, I agree with all of that, but you know, another layer of that might be because every time I've been in there, probably the average age, even when I'm in there, is probably still in the seventies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they might be yeah, thinking like, I, I, it's only going to take one person, you know, to say that they contracted COVID oh, and died fuck, in our yo, lobby. You don't even you know that. damn no, well. No, that's but not you're, why you're they not ain't making like, any money. On it. They're but looking at it like you're seventy like, years old. And you didn't even fucking buy anything. And you stood here. I see. I, I agreed with you on the point of the seventy-year-old. To the point where you said they were worried about dying, and they agreed. It was like you're seven years old. You've been here for six hours. You've been talking to thirteen different people, and you haven't spent a fucking penny. Now that I'll agree with you on, because I'm damn near that person, and I'm only fifty-four. <laughs> because I get my large black iced coffee, and on a good office day, I'm there three hours. Yeah, right. And again, I'm not mooching their uh, um, yeah. internet. I'm on my VPN. Sure. Because you know, I've had multiple people. Hey, what do you what do you do to log in? And I, nah, I'm not logging into Tim Hortons on the internet. Yeah. I'm a shooter, fella. I'm a big player. <laughs> I'm a big shot. I don't need I don't need free internet, bud. See ya. I, I'm thinking that. I don't really say that. To right. You, but uh, all right. So. Yeah, yeah, second, what do you think, Dave? Chris Weber and Ben Wallace are being inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, Class 2021. Mm-hmm. We, we talked this 20 episodes ago when we, well, not that Philip Rivers was go, it was inducted. We had said, was he worthy of a Hall of Fame? What did you, <clears throat> I'm going to give my, all right, hey, finish the what, sentence, would you? It's what do you think, Dave? So I'm going to let you answer first. Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Talk to me. Uh, Weber, eh, yeah, uh, uh, definitely comes up in every you know when you talk about uh, March Madness. You talk about college basketball. You talk about you know the Fab Five. You know, made his mark in the NBA. Eh, kind of, sort of. Yeah, not really. Should he be? Should he be? Is that the question? Yes. God, I don't. Should he be? Shouldn't he be? Yeah, yeah. Should he be? Shouldn't he be? I would say just based on what I said, probably. But I'm going to be honest with you. Like you, I don't follow the NBA enough. I follow college basketball. I don't follow the NBA (laughs) enough to really make an intelligent decision about that. Um, so, uh, if, if, uh, Weber gets well, the in, Naismith Hall of, the Naismith Hall of Fame is, uh, college, professional, international, right. You know, so the whole kit right, caboodle, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Right. So if you're going to, if you're going to fit all that in, if he's getting inducted because of what he did in college, yeah, probably. Okay. So, and it, you know, if the NBA comes into play with that. Uh, obviously, Steve Smith didn't 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 uh, ascend to the level of you know uh, NCAA basketball that uh, Chris Webber did, but you know certainly did a lot of good in the NBA. And you know if if Weber gets in, then you know Smith should get in. That's my that's my Spartan take on that. All right. Well, based on that logic, I would say that 
Smith deserves to be in more than Weber because actually Smith won the national championship. Correct? No. Oh, he didn't. Well, no. then fuck him. Neither one of them deserved to be in there because <laughs> okay. I don't. I I don't really get. Number one, he burned so many bridges in the NBA. I'm not going to say he was an average NBA player because that would be me just being dumb. Right. He wasn't average. Right. <clears throat> but he wasn't all of fucking fame worthy either. Not from an NBA standpoint. Right. No. So, with his, how many NCAA championships? Eh. Hmm. How many Big Ten t- championships? Uh, oh, no. I believe. None. Zero, really. I thought that, they won I, one. That five, I don't... At Fishman 8, well, spot, uh, spot check us on this, and you're looking in your phone right now. All right, but he, yeah. I say none, you say one. That ain't fucking Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, if, because if you're right. putting Chris Weber into the Hall of Fame, then rename the Hall of Fame as, hey, these are people that are far better at basketball than the average person Hall of Fame. <laughs> okay, then that's great. You know, cause, yeah, because Chris Weber could dog me in a one-on-one. I mean, he would dunk all over me. He'd posterize oh, yeah. me. He'd probably he'd beat me twenty-one nothing every single time we play. But what is that saying? I mean, I'm I'm not any good. Yeah. You know, so um, and then the fact Ben Wallace. I mean, and I loathe the Detroit Pistons. Right. Loathe them. Why? And Ben, I just hated them. Okay. Because I did, I wasn't from here, and I just said, fuck them. I'm from Saginaw, not Detroit. And that said, though, Ben Wallace was always my favorite Piston. He's a badass. But when your numbers are 5.7 points per game and 9.6 rebounds per game in two blocks, that's, I mean... His defense was brilliant. I'm yeah. not denying, but unless he is single-handedly beating teams something to nothing on his own defensive merit, there are no, there's no possible way in the world that 5.7 and not even double figures in rebounds is Hall of Fame worthy. It's barely. Yeah, high school Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, five point seven points per game. Do you realize that he averaged only five point seven points more than I did? <laughs> and I never even fucking played basketball. <laughs> and I love Ben Wall. Ben Wall's my favorite. Him, he was intimidating. Oh yeah, he was a badass. I, I get that. But again, that's why I say if, if he's in the Hall of Fame, it's called the. Hey, this is the place where. A lot of people that have played basketball a lot better than you have, and you will never be able to argue that fact, Hall of Fame. And that's a lengthy title to put on any billboard. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm it, I'm, I'm paying attention to you, but I'm half looking through my phone like maybe some other people are. And it's not, you know, a lot of times, especially in Wikipedia, if you get a group of players or a particular team from a particular year, you know, oh, this team, you know, won this many championships, so. this many conference championships. Uh, it, you know, it certainly mentioned the, their final four appearances. They didn't win the Big Ten, though. I don't. I'm I, looking I, for it. I, I can't. The, I, the Fat Five oh, didn't win despite anything. Their ta- despite their talent, they never won a Big Ten regular. Boom! 
Wow, they reached the NCAA championship game as freshmen in yes. 1992. And, and again, lost. And again as sophomores and in lost. 1993. They lost to Duke in 92 and lost to North Carolina in 93. In a game remembered mostly from Chris, 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 Chris Weber's costly timeout, which resulted in a technical foul, and they didn't have a chance to win. Right. So yeah. therefore, he's not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I don't. Chris Weber earns. Uh, they specifically mention him. He earned second uh, team All Big Ten Conference recognition in '92, first team recognition in '93, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Four of the five members went on to play in the NBA. Yeah, there's nothing here that's like jumping out. Perfect. Yeah. All right, but I will say this: I played in a three-on-three tournament with Chris Weber in Northern Michigan. Did you? Oh yeah. You, did you? St- did you hold him down or not? Uh, hell no. It was terrible. It was absolutely awful. What can you do? How Nothing. How long ago was that? Well, I was, uh, I was in college, so it was we're 1990. 70, we're 70 fucking four episodes in this fucking podcast, and you haven't announced that you fucking played a three-on-three game with Chris Weber? It was embarrassing. I'm not going to mention that. I'd let him fucking, you know, <laughs> I'll stand up there and get, take his knee into my fucking... It was embarrassing. Who cares? I will, t- I will say this. Um... That uh, in a, uh, I th- it was either Tuesday or Thursday night at uh, Jenison Fieldhouse when the team usually played and they invited some other people to play and um, I got invited to play one night and I glassed Mike Mike Poplowski. I think you've actually brought that up. But that was part you never said that you fucking played against Chris Weber and that's fucking. I, I wasn't even playing against. If you want to call it playing against him when you're completely, you know. Um, you I'm can't saying, do anything. Your your team was facing his team. Sure. You played against them. I cannot believe you held out for 74 fucking episodes and didn't say you're fucking... Well, okay, Mr. Basketball Guy that we never bring up on the pod. We never brought up NBA until today and <laughs> for 50 episodes. We never brought about brush with greatnesses. Fuck, the guy's a Hall of Famer, allegedly. <laughs> so. Well, he must have... He must have... Actually, he might have still been in high school at that time. So that's maybe why he was there. Because if he was at U of M, at, yes, because uh, 92, he was a freshman at U of M, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was definitely, well, it was right around then. He might have been a senior in high school. He might have not been at U of M. He, no, he probably wasn't at U of M yet then. So you were pulsarized by a, a high, high school? schooler? Well, of course, when there's six, eight that's or whatever still bra- the hell. That's still bragability, though. It's like, <laughs> hey, I mean, like, I... I can't believe you. All right, hey, we're gonna let this rest. I can't believe you didn't bring that up. That fucking to me, that's fucking awesome. It's like even, I you know if if I if, can't remember what it was. It was like a Boyne. It was a Boyne City or or uh, or East Jordan three on three. It was some podunk. There was a lot of people there. A lot of Northern Michigan kids there. I can't remember where the hell it was at, but all right. Anyway, well, we're gonna close out uh, the what do you think, Dave? Is all right. What's more awkward for a porn star in a threesome? If he's got to go two sisters. How do you come up with these questions straight face like that? I don't understand. Or mother daughter. All right, you're going to have to ask the question again because I was What's more, you're, it doesn't, you're not even the porn star. You, okay. you, you can be the porn star. <laughs> sure. Or you're just visualizing a male porn star. What's more awkward for him? He comes to work that day, just like you and I come to work, and we're expecting direction from our supervisor. And, like, you know, a little bit different direction, but 
And they said, all right. Hey. Is it up? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, is it up? It's like, hey, you got the uh, uh, the Bobsy's uh, sisters. <laughs> okay. Or, hey, uh, you got mom and daughter Bobsy. What's more awkward from that? Is, is it more awkward for him? The threesome scene, is it more awkward for him to be with sisters or mother-daughter? Oh, it would be mother-daughter. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. yeah I, was, I was hoping there was an argument there, but yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would, you know, but I, I mean, mean. sisters is still weird. <laughs> I mean, but. Sure, but I mean. <laughs> but yeah, mother-daughter is, you know. I mean, you, you really got to be a professional if you can perform in that setting. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> if I, you know, if you do something wrong with the daughter, has mom got a shank heading somewhere in there to or, yeah. defend her daughter? I don't know. Do I have you speechless, Mike? Well, you have me speechless because we must watch different porn than you than, than I do. Because I don't, I, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing the whole. You know, I, like Mike, the whole, I, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't watch any. Once yeah, upon okay. a time, I, I've seen and some. Yeah, I'm, but... And I'm the guy that puts it on the Bluetooth. <laughs> what? Edge, the Bluetooth as you're driving. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my yeah, God. You, I brought that up. All right. So I don't through. mention Chris Weber, and you don't mention that ever again. On the Bluetooth? Ever, ever again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put. You you connect your Bluetooth to the port, and you get you get that oh on the big God. speaker. Yeah, but uh, we are in agreement. It would I think it would be way more awkward than mother daughter right than two sisters. Okay, yeah, I agree. Although two sisters, you know, sisters is weird. I mean, especially depending on what everybody's doing, really. I would think that if if you're a porn star, you don't have at that point. Do you have druthers? Do you do you just do you care? It's not I don't know, any, maybe. anything you got to make a living. I mean, you got to use what you're given. If you're given a third leg, you got to put it to use. Well, and I'm you, saying, like you, you said, you know, this guy, this, he's a guy, we're assuming it's a guy, right? Well, well, <laughs> well yeah, I mean, I, we don't want to. I just envision the way you explained it, you know, getting direction <laughs> from your supervisor. Right. Comes walking in in his birthday suit yep. with his metal lunch can, you know, metal lunch box, you know, and super, oh, sets it down. All right, time to go to work. Nope. So, I mean, does he... Sure, but if I have to... If you're asking Dave, you know, what do you think? Uh, it would be more awkward with mother-daughter. Yes, I agree with that. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for putting me now, on the do spot. Now, do you give up... No, if you're said porn star with the metal lunchbox, do you give up the gig or do you go through with it even if it's mother-daughter? Well, obviously, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm saying hypothetically speaking, how much you know, how much am I getting paid? Uh, male porn stars in the it was a heter- it was a it was a rhetorical. Oh, question, yeah, I was going to say because I, I was going to I was going to spew numbers, but male <laughs> porn stars in the heterosexual oh porn industry, because I actually believe it or not, uh, gay porn of stars. Of course, you would know the answer. gay porn star, gay male porn stars make more than heterosexual male porn stars. Really? Yes. Hmm. Just because of supply and demand. Oh, yeah. Economics comes in. <laughs> exactly. See? It's all about the dollar, buddy. All about the dollar. Do you think the supervisor looks at the uh, supply and demand curve on that one? Ah, oh, shit. We got to pay this guy more. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. It is a business, I guess. Yes, it is. All right. Anyway, you're up. Old uh, accident in Hubbard's Cave. I am thoroughly enjoying this, and apparently you are too, because you just knocked back half of that right there. 
Yes. Holy smokes. Um. Yeah, with at twelve percent, you would expect uh, kind of like that reaction you got the first time with uh, Hazel's nuts. Uh, that, you know. Um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. Um, great, great taste. Good notes. Uh, not overpowering like you would think it would be. I'm gonna go three point eight nine. Hmm. All right, so we we both liked it about the same amount more than Daywrecker, but you still blew me out of the water. Really? Uh, I liked it substantially more than Daywrecker, and I went three, five, six. Huh. I thought you were gonna, based on your initial reaction, I thought that would, I thought your rating would be a little higher. Yeah, I mean, three, five, six is, you know, I don't see it. I don't see four in the the making here. So well, we've had some we've had some imperial stouts yeah. that were fours, but they had a little more chocolatey, or they yeah. had some element to it that just like knocked the flavor out of the park. Um, and this is this is a good stout, but it, there's nothing knocking it out of the park right. into the four range. Oh, I agree. That's why I was actually surprised you went as high as you did, but. I mean, three, five, six, three, eight, nine are two solid ratings. So. But I would have another one of these, like in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Who's kidding? Who? I, I mean, I'm probably gonna drink. I mean, if you have it to drink, I'm <laughs> yeah. drinking it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. We've that's been made clear. Um. All right. So let's go to our fine friends at Untapped. All right. Well, about the same amount of check-ins. As day record, 4,701 check-ins. And wow, generally speaking, we're more in line with the untapped crowd than, and like, uh, I was 284, you were 315, and uh, untapped came in at 372 for day record. And on this, I was 356, you're 389, and our untapped friends come in at a whopping 4.17. Dude. I don't right. know. I, yeah, well, I'm not too I, far off from that, but yeah, but still, you know, uh, almost three tenths of a point. But are we just being bitter beer face old men? No, I think Let, let's loosen up and let's no, get no, no, the no. Taste. I think no. I I've think, enjoyed both beers. Yeah, no, absolutely no. I think we're just discerning. You know, critical. We are critics. We are. I think we're officially we're eighty or eighty four seventy four. Uh, 74 episodes in, you know, we can be a little stingy with the, because when we get a four point something, it's, it's the real deal. And our listeners know that. Approximately 220, uh, 22, 220 tastings in. Yeah. All right. Agreed. All right, Dave. Hard to believe. Already the third tasting of episode 74 of Flights Football and anything else. But what we have here is a little <laughs> Stefan Merquel from Austin Brothers Beer Company. Another from their Murky series. So 7% alcohol, the lightweight of the night, and 55 IBUs. 
It looks like Steve Merkel got into the boss sauce again. Citra Mosaic and Idaho 7 hops are back. This time without the lactose. There's no Steve here. I'm Stefan. Stefan Merkel. M-U-R-Q-U-E-L-L-E. I'm, I'm glad you uh, picked up on that day because the glare of the can and my it's hard. poor it's eyesight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't read anything. So, anyway, well, without further ado, well, let's rip it, brother. Another cool can from Austin Brothers. Yeah, Austin Brothers is the, the real deal. Got that light, hazy color of a New England IPA. I w and like we've mentioned before over and over, I wonder if spilled beer on our notes when we become rich and famous <laughs> will actually make the notes more valuable or less valuable. Because, you know, a true collector, I think, Dave, yeah. will say, you know what? That's the actual beer that they drank on episode 74. I mean, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, and that's the beer that Mike spilled on his notes, dude. And I'll yeah. sell my skateboard to get those. And then other people will say Because those like, will be like super valuable someday, man. And then other people will be like, well, yeah, that just ruins him. He's a fucking slob. I'm going with the, the more worthwhile version. So anyway, without further ado. Cheers. Oh, look. Oh, heavy grapefruit on the note. Right. Another solid IPA. Smoothest of the three. I mean, th that that was like life cereal in the morning on a Wednesday of your sixth grade year of school. <laughs> You don't hear that much, I, I bet. <laughs> no. All right. What was your go-to cereal, by the way? My go-to cereal? Yes. Um. Actually, I think growing up, I I ate a lot of Wheaties. Wheaties is solid cereal. Yeah. A lot of Wheaties and Frosted Flakes. So flaky kind of cereal. Yeah. Which explains a lot. And I believe they're the same cereal, except one had a lot more sugar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I did like um, uh, the old Lucky Charms. Frosted Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. You got the you got the singing thing going uh, on tonight. I yeah. nailed that one. That, I you mean, did. They, they, I bet your listeners thought, where, they, they fucking stole that from General right, Mills. The, yeah, yeah. I think Lucky Charms is General Mills, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right now, I don't know. And I All don't right, care. Well, anyway, <laughs> as we enjoy the old, another one of our, the Merck series from Austin Brothers, I think it, you know, a rare appearance in segment three, but nonetheless. Um, my first one, I'm going to save for a later date because it's for one of my uh, co-workers. You know who you are, Chuck. But <laughs> as because he's actually uh, badgered us for our previous fuck yous of 
Really? You judging a man for his tipping and me irate with people who wear masks in a car alone because he doesn't think those are fuck you worthy. But you know what? I've extended the olive branch for him to join our show. And the only requirement I gave him is like, I know you're more of a Miller Lite, Coors Light guy. Mm-hmm. But you got to respect the pod and participate in the tastings. And I'll give him a chance to defend himself. So I'll rescind at this moment my fuck you. So okay, do you have any fuck yous, Dave? Uh, I do not at this point. I, I don't know. I had either A, I had such a busy week. Um, it's that time of year when, uh, and I've, the listeners are probably sick of me saying it, but. That they are. Yeah. <laughs> that they are. The, actually, listener feedback has told me that. Really? Yeah, because yeah. they're actually uh, questioning okay. question how valuable they are to their fucking role. Like, I'm I'm pretty busy too, but, you know. Yeah, okay. Dave, Dave so, you know what? You know what, Mike? I've got to fuck you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bring it. So anybody wants to go like, uh, you know, a, l- a month and a half on four hours a night, even on the weekends, you know, that's fine. They can they can come into my camp. But, you know, if they're not doing that and, you know, they're pissing and moaning about me, bitching about my 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 month and a half, my two months that, you know, I get that busy where I'm at four hours a night. Fuck you. Fair enough. Well played. All right. Out there to listeners. Dave's called you out. All right, my fuck you is, you know, I'm in desperate mode here. Uh, I can't, I can't even explain it. Original FanDuel deposit was one hundred dollars. I built it up to border borderline six hundred dollars. I don't think I ever, I, I don't think I ever went over six hundred. I think you said before in a couple episodes ago it went up to six hundred. All right, well, let's say six hundred dollars. Yeah, probably should have cashed out. Probably should have cashed out, but yeah, that's why they call it gambling, David. I didn't. So I'm looking, and I say, you know what? I'm struggling. Nickel diamond in these bats. I'm going to throw a large wager on a team that should win the fucking game. Place my wager on the New York Yankees. Boom. Four runs, top of the first inning. I'm like, all right. Whew. Monkey off my back. Got Fucking got to have a hooray. Mike fucking finally got a win. <laughs> no. <laughs> Orioles beat him 10 to 5. You know, and it's, so fuck you to the New York Yankees. You're supposed to be this be-all, end-all dynasty of teams Jumped out to a 4 nothing lead against a shitty-ass Baltimore Orioles team. And you cost me money. So, fuck you, New York Yankees. Do you know why the Yankees can't win anymore? No. Because all the other teams watched uh, Catch Me If You Can, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Tom Hanks. And they figured out the reason why the Yankees were winning all those years is because people couldn't take their eyes off the damn pinstripes. But now they don't look at the uniform anymore and they can beat the Yankees. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't know if people knew that or not. No, I don't know if they did, but I wish I'd have known that one betting on the pricks. <laughs> that didn't go over as well as I thought it would, but I thought I'd give it a try. What do you think? 
Hey, this was worth a shot, but you have no fuck you then? I had the one. All right. Well, I have another. All right. And is it my curse or the Red Sox? Red Sox. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know. It's weird because you hear me out. All right. So it was my turn to buy the beer tonight for episode 74 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do Rambler IPA because I've been drinking that. Yeah, we haven't tasted it on the pod, but that's kind of cheating, whatever. So I had two beers. You know, I had the accident in um, Hubbard's Hubbard's Cave. Cave. And I had the Stefan Merquel. And it's like, I got to get a third beer. So I go out. And when I left, the Red Sox are up by four. Get in the car, head to Opperman's, and go to XM channel 177, Red Sox broadcast of Angels Red Sox. And strike three. There's two outs in the top of the ninth. Red Sox, down, Red Sox one out away from sweeping the series from the Angels. All right, cool. I'm driving, driving. Mike Trout has two strikes on him. And a fucking gork. You know, dying quail, <laughs> if you will. I mean, he's in an 0 for 24 slump or whatever. But you got to respect Mike Trout. I mean, so every, all the Red Sox are playing deep. Cut off the extra bases. A fucking gork, a dying quail, drops in. All right, five four Red Sox, Trout on first, two outs. Otani comes up, ball one, ball two, ball one, strike one, whatever it was. Swing and a drive, right field down the line, deep in in the right field line if you're not familiar with Fenway Park I mean you have to hit it right down the line it's called Pesky's Pole and it's only like 309 feet but you have to hit it right down the line and it's gone home runs you know the Red Sox announcer is like alright fuck (laughs) Red Sox are down (sighs) 6-5 fuck it turn it to the NASCAR I see how my NASCAR driver did which by the way didn't do fucking shit Going to Opperman's, purchase our third beer, which actually was our first beer of the night, Day Wrecker. Leave, leave. Well, let's see how the Red Sox did. Turn it on 177 of XM. Hey, Red Sox have two runners on, one out. Strike three, strike three, game over. It's like, so the Red Sox did shit when I wasn't there. But didn't do shit while I was there. So is it fuck you, Mike, for jinxing the Red Sox? Or fuck you, Red Sox, for not sweeping the Angels? Either or, I don't know. So I'll say (laughs) fuck you to both of us. (laughs) There you go. Cover all your bases, right? Exactly. Because I'm just... It it was just amazing. Like I said, you know, Barnes got the first two outs. When I was in the house, before I got to the radio... He had Trout at two strikes. They were playing him deep to protect against the extra base hit. Yep. Ah, whatever. Hey, say la vie, as the French would say. <laughs> That's life. All right. You got a random question for me? Yeah, I think I do, Dave. Um, 
What TV show character would it be the most fun to change places with for a week? Wow. TV that's a good show one. character. That's fun. Uh, TV show character. Can it be a, does it have to be a current TV show or no, can it be no. one in the past? No, TV show. Um, hmm. TV show character to change places with. Uh, I'm going to say Harvey Specter from Suits. Hmm. If you haven't seen the nope, series. I, I have not. A hotshot lawyer, um, you know, basically walks around in a $2,000 suit. Um, super, super smart, but always, uh, he self-admits is always, you know, working in the gray area. Uh, not super up and up. Kind of the opposite of what I would be. Because if I was walking around in a $2,000 suit, I'd be so scared. I'd be, I'd rip it or put some mustard on it or something like that. I'd probably shit myself. But, um, just to be the opposite of the person that I am, you know, uh, he, you know, uh, he's the best closer in New York City. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Powerful. All right. That's my answer. Like it or not. Even though you don't even know the character because yeah, you haven't seen I the series. Say, I, I, That's I, why I'm you're gonna, kind of speechless. You're say, trying to... I will say I, I like the answer because, hey, never seen the show, so I'll take your word for it. I'm going to go with... Let me guess from the show Billions. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck Liz. <laughs> Bobby Axrod is the fucking no-brainer <laughs> choice here. But, uh, like, you know, you and Liz will know that I'm saying that you don't know fucking how cool Bobby Axelrod is. But fuck both We of do, you. because you've fuck been saying it for how many episodes. I won't choose Bobby Axelrod because you guys are fucking spiteful. And you know how just fucking close I am to Bobby Axelrod. <laughs> as you, you know, you don't want to believe. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have the money he has. But All right, so I'm going to go with... I'm going to go Cosmo Kramer. Really? Yep, because if, if any Seinfeld fan out there knows, I mean, obviously he has come into some type of windfall because he's really never worked. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Shit thinks, you know, he's got the Kaborka. Yeah. Shit seems to work out for him. For whatever reason, the Kavorka is that Yiddish? Did you just yes, say a Yiddish yeah, word, yes. Mike Peters? Yeah, it was a fucking Seinfeld episode. Okay, I all right. I, I, all right, I, all right. I didn't even know Yiddish was real. Is <laughs> Yiddish a real term? It is. You schmuck. I thought I thought fucking that was a Seinfeldism. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Kavorka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> the lure a... of the animal, the lure of the beast, or the lure of the animal. One Whatever. Of the it's a language, okay? I'm just oh, really? I'm letting you know. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I thought it was Seinfeld. Fuck that language. <laughs> I, I go by Seinfeld. You know, hey, you know. So, and and Kramer's the man. I mean, so if I if I'm going to live and change places for one week with the TV show character. I'm going to go Kramer because he has, he has not a care in the world. And I would love to live that life for. Yeah, you bring, up a, you bring up a good point. Like, how does he afford a New York, a Long Island apartment? I'm assuming it was on Long Island. No? Sure. No. 
Or was well, it Manhattan? I, man, was, I think it was Manhattan. It was Manhattan. Yeah. How does he afford a Manhattan apartment and he doesn't seem to work? His mom was Babs Kramer. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever works for him, I guess. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But that, you know, of, of the TV show characters. Yeah. Now. Now, you couldn't get, to, you couldn't get two opposite uh, choices between Harvey Specter and, <laughs> and Kramer. Oh, uh, and again, I'll, you know, I'm not arguing, agreeing, disagreeing, or what, because I've never seen Suits. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. But I, I just like the mentality of, you know, Kramer is like, what, you know, like the one episode. We're going to have that. Well, I don't even work here. <laughs> and that's what makes it so difficult. <laughs> so that would be my TV character. So, yeah, great. Are we ready to rate this? Yeah, let's do it. The right. Stefan Merkel. All right. So, as listeners know, we drink. Any new listeners probably don't know, but the the yeah. Any yeah. any new listeners, typically how I rate beers are, rate the first, and then the second and third are off the first rating, depending on what I like. So now, if I rate. Uh, Stefan Merkel, a 5.00, that doesn't mean that necessarily it's the best beer of all time. It means I really liked it of the three we drank tonight. Right. You know, it, and it, you know, so I go on a, so let's see, I'm stuttering here, no problem, stutter often. Day record, <laughs> I'd like it better than day record. <sighs> That's okay Excellent. if you think out loud. People Excellent. want people want to know what's going yeah, on inside exact, that melon. Exactly. That's why I'm doing it, Dave. <laughs> Accent Hubbard's Cave was delicious. Totally different taste. So, gun to my head. Mike, do you want Accent Hubbard's Cave or Stefan McQuell? And in that scenario, I'm going to take Stefan McQuell. So, I will give... A rating of 3.77. Wow. I'm actually going to go the other direction, believe it or not. And I'm going to go um, Accident in Hubbard's Cave. I enjoyed that one the best. However, the way I rate is I'm going to... I, I mean, I tend to remember, you know, and I don't remember every single one of the... 250 beers or whatever we've tasted so far in the 74 episodes. But this falls in line with a lot of the really good IPAs, the New England IPAs that we've tried. Probably not one of... I'm going to go in line somewhere around what you have done. I'm going to go 3.75. All right. Now, before we get in our front on tap, I'll be really interested to see what they did. I did say that I'd, I'd like this better than Accent in Hubbard's Cave, right? You did. Okay. Because I couldn't remember that. I'm like, well, I rated it I know it's it been I, a while, but I, yeah, you did. I, I rated it higher, so hopefully I liked it more. <laughs> um, all right. And again, not by a ton, but, you know, we were way off the rocker with our untapped crowd. Really? We're not usually that. What is it? And again, you know, I mean, 
You're 40, holding us in suspense. 4,700 4, check-ins. So, again, not a lot of check-ins. The untapped crowd came in at 4.10. Yeah, no. I disagree. Exactly. I agree. I mean, I agree that we disagree that, I mean, neither Accident Hubbard's Cave or Stefan Merkwell, although both very drinkable, very good beers. Yep. Neither are four worthy. Yeah, I'm so I'm a little I'm a little baffled by obviously based on my rating, I'm a little baffled by uh the Stefan Merkel as opposed to the um accident in Hubbard's cave. And I could be partial because with my sweet tooth, you know, the accident in Hubbard's cave had a little more was like right. we talked about, a little more of a dessert flavor to it. But anyway, it is what it is. I thoroughly enjoyed Stephen, uh, Stephen, uh, guy can't even say it right now. Stephen Merkel. I want to say, I want to say Steve Merkel, but Stephen Merkel. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I'd, I'd have I'd, a, I'd, I mean, I'd, hey, three seven five and three seven seven aren't bad ratings. No, no they're good. You know, so yeah. But what do you say? You know, what I say, Dave. Unfortunately, episode seventy four. As I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. Oh, no. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, <laughs> but you got to get the heck up out of here. Mm.